for generations, what we call the Rebbe Sefer Torah was called the Sefer Torah of Mesidus Nefesh, which is a reference to the Mesidus Nefesh of the Slavita brothers that they have shown for over 21 years. Um, there's different uh, stories about how the Sefer Torah came to be and how the brothers got it. But so we're going to try to deal with, do all the uh, all sides of the story. But in general, the, the story is basically the same for, mo- for all intents and purposes. So the Eden of Russia were in distress. They knew that the campaign against the Shapiro brothers, the, the Tzadikim of Slavita, was basically, it wasn't an attack on the Shapiro brothers, it's an attack on the, the, the Yidin, from Yidin. Basically the Tsar and his advisors were trying to extinguish the light of Taira and Yiddishkeit, chas And everyone knew that the Shapiro brothers had nothing to do with the tragic death of Lazar Protegin. And it was also well known that everything they had printed was approved by the government censor. So what was their crime? Their only sin was that they had been instrumental in publishing materials which only spoke about the ways of a Yiddish life. The way of life from Yiddin. And particularly Hasidim. Furthermore, even if they had printed something illegal, why did the government intend to punish not only them, but the entire Jewish community of Russia? Obviously, the punishment was being used as an example to all from Yiddin, warning them what could be expected if you don't change your ways and act according to what the Tsar wants. The effects of the this story of the Shapiro brothers on the rest of Russian Yidin was had two parts. Number one, by closing down all but one of the Jewish printing presses, the Tsar and his ministers, they prevented the Yidin to get their books. Svarim, right? I'm talking about even basic Svarim. Additionally, the final decision against the Shapiro brothers from there, it was clear that ultimately their only crime was that they kept the Torah and they publicized Svarim. <clears throat> so, even though other printing presses were closed down for printing things considered offensive to the government, but the owners of these of, of those printing presses were not beaten the way the Shapiro brothers were. And, and they were literally beaten to within an inch of their life. It wasn't like, oh, they got 49 lashes. They got 1,500. And then were sentenced to live in Siberia for the rest of their, li- the rest of their lives. Every Jewish community in Russia was aroused with sympathy and they were inspired by what the Shapiro brothers did and the community of Slavita as well as Yidin throughout the area they wanted to make the brothers feel better uplift their spirits as much as possible 
and the opportunity to do so arose when the Tsar basically said that they don't have to go to Siberia, instead they could stay in Moscow. And the Vidira was a little bit more lenient than it would have been in Siberia. And even though many of the conditions were still very difficult, the prison officials allowed them to have a Becher for Kiddush, a Besamen box for Avdallah. And at that time, someone speculated, he mentioned the idea, maybe he heard a hint of this, that the brothers wanted to have a Sefer Torah with them during their time in prison. How could a Sefer Torah be brought into prison when the brothers were still being mistreated by the government? Um, the government, originally, the, the, the family of the Shapiro brothers, they said, listen, you want to exile our relatives, right, the, these two brothers? Why don't you just exile them to some little Jewish town in the middle of nowhere? Like, instead of, like, prison or Siberia, meaning they'll be in Gullus, they won't be able to leave that area, but at least this way they could have, technically speaking, a normal Jewish life, right? They can go to shul, they can go learn svarim, all that stuff. And... <clears throat> and um, the government denied that request. So the question is, if they went to the government officials and said, hey, could you let them have a safer terror in prison? Probably the answer is going to be no. So after thinking about it for a long time, the members of the Jewish community, they came up with a plan. Now, the brothers, are they allowed to receive letters and mail? Yes, they are. So they decided they're going to write a small Sefer Torah, right? For those of you who have seen the Rebbe Sefer Torah, it's tiny. There's a reason why it's tiny. Because it had to be made to look like that it was just time a letter. Right? It's not a Sefer Torah. So, the way it would work is, they would smuggle it in piece by piece. They wouldn't send the whole Sefer Torah at once. As soon as they're finished writing one page, send it. Next page, send it. Each piece of parchment was just a little under eight inches, which is tiny for a Sefer Torah. This, the cloth I'm talking about. From top to bottom. A usual Sefer Torah is 19 inches or more. Right? 19 inches is like what's considered like medium. And then you have bigger and bigger and bigger from there. Now, in this way, even if you have seven or eight columns, 42 lines on each column, it's great. Now, to give you an idea of what that means in actuality, so based on the standard writing of a Sefer Torah, so in a, in a regular Sefer Torah, usually has three columns on every sheet of parchment. The first sheet in the Sefer Torah starts with the word Bereshis. I hope everyone knows that, right? And it continues to the word, to, 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 to the Pasuk, in Perikimo Pasuk Tezayin. Now, if you're able to, if it's a little bit of a bigger parchment and you could fit <clears throat> four columns, 
you would make it all the way to Perak Dalid, Pasuk Yurches, an extra whole Perak. <coughs> now, since the sheets of this Sefer Torah had seven columns, so the first sheet would have ended all the way by Perak Vav, Pasuk Yurches. For some reason, we don't know why, but the first sheet only has five columns instead of, I'm sorry, yeah, only has five columns. The rest of them have seven. Right? So basically, you could take a piece of parchment. It looks very small. doesn't look big. doesn't look like a Sefer Torah. Whoever saw Torah this size. Not to mention, it's not... It, it, it's just seven columns. Obviously, it's not a whole Sefer Torah. Now, obviously, there's no way to smuggle in a whole Sefer Torah into the prison in one visit. Right? That's going to be too noticeable. So they decided they're going to send each piece of parchment as it's written... And, and they finish this piece of parchment. Okay, send that to them. And now the fact that they weren't sewn together at that time had an additional benefit because a safer Torah has to be treated with more holiness than any other safer you're going to get, right? Um, now the problem is the brothers are in a prison cell or wherever they are, chances are it's not going to be a covetous place for a Sefer Torah. Where exactly are they storing a Sefer Torah? Let's say they had a little tiny desk. They're just going to keep a Sefer Torah on the desk? It's not, it's not covered. They're not going to bring, bring an Aaron in there, right? That's going to be way too noticeable. So better, they said, let it not be considered a Sefer Torah. We'll just write it and for now, we'll keep it in separate pieces. Now, when word of this project became known, that they were working on a Sefer Torah for the Slavita brothers, many tzaddikim wanted to participate. Descendants of the tzaddik Reb Shmuel Shmelka of Nicholsburg, they arranged special ink to be prepared for the Sefer Torah. Um, so... I don't know if we know exactly what it was, but if you look at the Sefer Torah till today, when it's open, over 170 years later, the letters are still very, very clear, right? So maybe that's what it had to do with. Um, then there was, they found an outstanding Sefer, both in his ability, in, in his uh, Tzitzkus, that he was a very, had a, year, a lot of years Shemayim, and also he had beautiful Ksav. Um, now you also need someone who's able to write very small. Right? Not every safer could write such small letters. You need an expert. And over the course of many months, this safer worked writing this safer Torah. And the sheets were smuggled in one by one. But although the sheets included the entire safer Torah, they remained separate pieces of parchment while the brothers were locked up. And the Slavita brothers, they learned from these sheets, going into the simple meaning of Sukkim as well as the deeper meaning. And only after they were released, many years later, did they combine the sheets of parchment and transform it from basically pieces of a Chumash into a Sefer Torah.